Hey guys, this is James. And Greg. We're the co-hosts of the Sports Dance Podcast, a weekly podcast recapping all the news, sports, daily fantasy, and anything else you can want to know in the sports world. If you like blazing hot sports takes, you like a little bit of humor, maybe a little bit of murder. No, just kidding. All sports. But follow us, uh, Greg. On Twitter at SportsStands underscore. You can follow James at SportsStandsJ. Follow us on Vine, Facebook, and Instagram. Yeah, we got it all. At Boom. the Sports Stands. And, you know, just check us out. You're going to love what we bring to the table every single week. Hot takes, nothing less. The Sports the Stance. Sports Stance. Hey guys, welcome to the Sports Dance Podcast with Greg and James. I'm the second part, and with me, as always, he always gets seconds in the mashed potatoes. It's Greg Cowan, everybody. What's happening? Man, you know me so well. I love mashed potatoes. Those things are Mashy's delicious. The best. Dude, Mashy's the best. They are. Um, quick, quickly, uh, impromptu, and I didn't tell you this was coming. Ooh. Uh, your favorite Thanksgiving plate. Give me, the, give, me the, give me the walkthrough. Give me the grand tour of the Greg Cowan Thanksgiving plate. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. It does start with the mashed potatoes because those are the key thing for me. Now, do you do you do a little crater in the middle and put the gravy in? It's like you knew I was about to follow up and ask you that same question. Yeah, yeah. You gotta do the crater. You gotta get that nice crater going with the gravy. But then you know, I go a little bit outside of it, let it seep off a little bit into like the stuffing and turkey because that's got to go next to them on oh, each yeah. side. Yeah, yeah. You don't want like the cranberry or anything like that touching on each side or like any of the vegetables that you actually feel like you have to take so people don't just judge you for taking turkey, mashed potatoes, rolls, and stuffing. So that those are your those are your three. Those are your stars. It's yeah, the those turkey, are the stars. The mashed potato and the stuffing. Yeah, then you gotta throw and in like you guys have like green bean casserole, like a little bit of it. Uh I don't green really bean casserole can I'll do that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of cranberry sauce, so I'll just put like a dab on there just, you know, to be like, yeah, okay, it's Thanksgiving, I got it. A little color, you know what I mean? Yeah, a little color to the plate, and then... Uh, Brighten that thing up. Sometimes they have like certain weird dishes like pearled onions. I usually take like oh, one of those. Oh, you gotta, you I don't not like them. Oh, that's, they're awesome. What, what are you doing? You're sleeping on the pearl onions. I, it's, they're too sweet to me. It just, right, it's just one right. of those. It's one of those tastes. I like onions, but pearled onions. Yeah, that's one step too yeah. far. One step too far. Yeah, but yeah. you know, well, you got to have that crater. You got to get that second helping of mashed potatoes and like turkey, basically only, because that's just like my finisher. Just like a little extra mashed potato, some more turkey. Are you a fan of like everything touching, or do you need everything to be separate? No, I'm fine if everything touches. Yeah, I, I want it all kind of mashed in there. Yeah. Uh, I'm a big fan of, of like bowls in general, like the KFC famous bowl. Where you can just yeah, well the KFC throw everything into a bowl. Delicious. Exactly. So uh, when you throw everything into a big bowl and just give me a, give me kind of like a spork to, to get it all out. That's yeah. that's what I'm about. Yeah. What's on your I love what's your stuffing. go-to? Well, I, I love me some stuffing. Stuffing is my star. You know, I, I like I like the mash, I like the turkey, but stuffing is the star to me. And I love um, Brussels sprouts with bacon. Ooh. Have you guys ever do that? I do that not on Thanksgiving. I do that like personally. Well, we'll do that on Thanksgiving every once in a while. We'll do it with some, some Brussels sprouts. Nice. Um, and, uh, and Brussels sprouts are the king of the veggies to me. I love Brussels sprouts. Yeah, when you get those with uh, uh, chicken broth and bacon uh, cooked down, it's pretty delicious. Yeah, a little, little crisp on them, uh, and they are darn tasty. So I like that a lot. 
big, big turkey mash guy. If you can throw in some sweet potatoes there, I wouldn't kick him out of bed. Sweet potatoes? Um, didn't even think about that one for a second. You know what I mean? Those, some, those are wild cards. You know what I mean? Those sweet are. potatoes are wild cards. You, you don't always have them there, but if you do, they're, they're kind of a, a welcome surprise. And then, uh, and then finally, it's pies for me, man. I love pies. I love uh, I apple about pie. Apple pie is probably my all-time favorite dessert. A little, little trivia, a little James trivia this morning. Apple pie is the best dessert. Um, you want to send them a pie, folks. Yeah, exactly. And then followed closely by, in my opinion, uh, pumpkin pie or something that my family would do every once in a while, pumpkin cheesecake. Ooh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So uh, big, big pie guy. And uh, controversial opinion, Greg, I take pies over cake 9.5 times out of 10. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's got to be 0.5 delicious cake. It's got to be a good cake, and it's got to be, like, like specifically, like, weddings and birthdays. Like, those Ooh. are, like, the only two yeah, situations where I'm taking pie, like, cakes over pies. But you know what? If someone got me a birthday pie, I'd be so be happy. Pretty, pretty, pretty psyched. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Would that be, like, a I'm, cookies and cream type Oreo pie, like, birthday cake pie thingy? Maybe. Maybe I mean get get any any pie, Greg. You know I'm a I'm an equal opportunity pie guy. Rhubarb. All right, let's not get carried away. Yeah, um, there you go. Found that pie that you don't want. All right, that was a good uh, that was a good podcast, Greg. Do you think we wrap it up from here? Yeah. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Congrats. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, good job. <laughs> no, we got some sports to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about football primarily. You know, um, there's some stuff going on in the NBA. There's some stuff happening in college football. Um, I don't know. What do we want to talk about? Syria? No. Um, we'll we'll uh, uh, basically I touch got some on heavy opinions. No. Yeah, we'll basically touch on those things today. We'll do most. Uh, we'll do juries and juries out, and we have a couple other things planned for us today. But Greg, uh, before we kind of get into it, uh, anything else? How are you? Uh, not too much, James. Not too much. Not a lot going on right now. You know, uh, on that job search, on that grind, just looking for something different to do. Get a little, you know. Uh, passion back in my life and going into work every day but besides that you know not too much going on uh been pretty pretty casual just taking it one day at a time uh gotcha what about you james how's the new promo oh it's going crazy man very uh very busy very busy but uh rather busy than bored which is good um yeah, I haven't had much time for a lot of stuff. I've been able to watch a little bit of sports, and that's and that's basically it. So, uh, it's a uh, you know it's a grind, but we love it. And back in uh, you know getting a little couple days off for Thanksgiving is pretty good. Nice. All right, man. Cool. Let's get into it. Uh, week eleven in the books on the NFL here. What we're gonna do today is we're gonna do juries in, juries out. Uh, at this point in the season, it's it's. Uh, you know, Jerry's going to be in for a lot of these situations, a lot of these teams. But you know, it's still probably it's still probably good to kind of go back and reassess um, the things that we want to, uh, you know, things we predicted at the beginning of the season, and, and uh, get some get some perspective here. So, uh, Greg, give me a jury's in. What do we know for sure? Uh, well, it was basically decided this week, James, to, for me for the jury's in that uh, Kirk Cousins, psychopath. <laughs> guy literally did you see what he did at the end of the game on sunday night i did yeah i did yeah uh it's not the first time he's like just 
shout at random crazy thoughts at a person or GM or whoever. So uh, plain and simple, we don't like that all the time, Kirk. But you are no, without a doubt, psychopath, but you can play. Put up some big numbers on Sunday night. So I guess he deserves to be kind of psychotic when you can put up 350 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. I was trying to figure out where, where Kirk Cousins is from, like Barrington, Illinois. That's where this guy's from. Like he, he, he seems like he's like, you know, like a country boy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's just, let's, let's hop in the pickup truck and, and listen to, uh, you know, listen to some, I don't know. Who's a country guy? Jason Aldean. I don't know. <laughs> he, makes me, um, he makes me think of uh, the scene from uh, Footloose, if you ever saw it, where they do chicken with like the two tractors. Yeah, and he's like the guy yeah. that's on the tractor that's just like refusing to give in. He'll crash it into you to prove a point. Yeah, absolutely. He's that psycho. So I, I don't know. I think that he, uh, but Barrington, Illinois, doesn't seem super super country. So I, I could be totally wrong there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. We're gonna have to. Uh, he's a he's he's crazy man, and <laughs> good good for him for betting on himself this season and getting that franchise tag. So he's gonna get himself a nice payday coming out. Yeah, just gotta have a few more good games, and he'll get paid. Yeah. Who's your um, though for the week? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Uh, a lot of these things that we already know, and I, I want to try to avoid. Um, I want to try to avoid talking about the same things over and over again. So I so, guess I'll just go with the Patriots. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I'll say that the jury's in about the top three teams in the NFL right now. I think the top three teams in the NFL are the Cowboys, the Patriots, and the Seahawks. And I think the jury is in that those are the three teams. Could you name like a fourth team that you want to put in that tier? Because I don't think I can. I mean, Oakland last night, I kind of they're on that cusp. They had a good game in Mexico City and Estadio Azteca. Yeah, yeah, uninspiring. Yeah, it's just well, like a run in the mill. Like, yeah, we put up twenty seven, and we did we did what we had to do in a in a different location. So yeah, they couldn't run the ball, but they, yeah, I am just I'm not prepared to put the Raiders in that upper echelon. I think that you have that upper echelon of the of the Seahawks, the Cowboys, and the Patriots. I think the Raiders are directly below them, followed by basically the other three teams that are vying for a playoff position in the AFC West. Yeah, I think the Raiders, if anything, have to be considered in like their own little category right now. Just under the think, top three. I think I think you have I think you have the Raiders, the Chiefs, the Broncos, and like like the Vikings on a good day. <laughs> or Detroit or Atlanta, I guess. Oh no, the Giants. The Giants are seven and three. They're not in an upper echelon, Greg. They're like they're one of the worst seven and three teams in the history of seven and three teams. They're, they're like still, they're still around there, though, James. You got to give them some credit. I, uh, no, I don't. I don't have to give them any credit. I don't have to do anything, no. sir. How dare you? How dare you tell me what I have to do? I'm sorry, I forgot. Uh, this is America. This is America. You get your own opinion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay, cool. So that's my jury's in. Those are the upper three teams. Um, Greg, what is the jury's out on for you? Jury's out. Uh, jury's out on, is Miami actually a legit playoff contender right now? Hmm. Because they're 6-4. and four. Yeah, They've won, uh, I think, what, four straight? Something like that. Their defensive line looks good again. Ryan Tannehill kind of looked competent, and he's doing just enough to help them win games. Uh, I mean, they got some big games coming up. They got to face the Patriots again. They have their whole division again, but... Right now, they're looking like they could maybe sneak in, like in the back, if the AFC West beats up on each other. So, I'm trying to figure it out: are they actually legit, or are they just getting kind of lucky? 
Yeah, the AFC West is going to be the big thing that stands in their way. Um, also, you know, if they kind of skid a little bit, they also have a couple teams from the uh, the AFC North because you have the Ravens and the Steelers kind of vying for, you know, a playoff position in that sense as well. So you have a, a good amount of teams clustered around around the middle there. Yeah, but their um, schedule is not that intimidating coming up. They got the 49ers. They have the Ravens. Tough game probably. Cardinals will be kind of hit and miss if the Cardinals play well. Then you have the Jets, who aren't great, Bills, who are 500, and then they finished it off with the Patriots in the final week, which if the Patriots have it wrapped up, they might not even play their starters. Yeah, that's an interesting. That definitely is an easier schedule than some of these other playoff teams. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm ready to hitch my wagon to the Miami Dolphins, to be totally well, honest. out. I, I, just don't, uh, I just don't think I'm ready there. I guess, I guess it's a good Jerry's out then in that sense. Um, Okay, cool. But there's a lot of teams right now that, you know, I was not expecting to, like, four or five weeks into the season, I, I had written off a few of these teams, and now they're kind of all, you know, right around the middle. I mean, this this AFC, it is just a, a mass of teams right in the middle that uh, are, are vying for playoff spots. You know, you've got the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Colts, the Bills, the Titans, the Chargers, the Bengals, but the Chargers and the Bengals probably not. So it's really it's just basically the Dolphins, the Steelers, the Colts, the Bills, and the Titans that are on the outside looking in right now that could potentially, um, you know, have a playoff spot by the end of this year. So it's going to be a fun last few weeks. Yeah. Even the AFC South is kind of slightly picking it up and making it their name just kind of mentioned in potential yeah. sneak-ins, which is sad. I hate the AFC South. <laughs> um, okay. My jury's out. Uh, I'm going to say jury's out on Jared Goff. Uh, good one. That's a good one. He made his home debut, uh, made his NFL debut uh, for the Los Angeles Rams against the Miami Dolphins. The number one overall draft pick, Greg, in week 11, made his number one debut uh, against the Dolphins. He went 17 of 31 for 134 yards. Ooh, big numbers. Averaged about 4.3 yards per pass. Uh, threw up a QBR of 53. Didn't have any touchdowns. Didn't have any interceptions. Um, only got sacked once. So, only got sacked once. Bad. There's the positive. There you go. Yeah. Out of your number one overall pick of this draft during his NFL debut, it's 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 really encouraging when you get to say, hey, he only got sacked once. Yeah. Uh, um, basically, after everything I've heard about that guy, yeah. Yeah. So I think the jury's out on this guy. I mean, it's amazing to me that they really took this long to play him, and whether or not he stinks, like. That that's like besides the point. Like, oh, we're not playing him because he stinks. No, you should play him because Case Keenum stinks. So, like, tell me how much he stinks. Show me, as a consumer, how much Jared Goff stinks. Yeah, give me the video that shows me he's terrible in practice. Like, I'll 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 believe you, but like, play him. You know, you pe- you spent the number one pick on him. Play him. Like, don't don't sit there and hide behind Case Keenum and be like, oh no no no, he stinks. No no, I don't care. Play Goff. So we'll have to see what happens uh, coming up. I I want I don't know what their schedule looks like. The Rams, who they're playing next week. Uh, I can uh, tell you in like two seconds. They're playing the Saints. Ooh, okay. They're playing they're in the maybe, but they're on um. You know they're on they're in a dome that could help. Yeah, then they got um, the Pats. So uh, yeah, congrats on another one for you guys. Then they have the. So well, they have, you got a tough schedule. 
Yeah, they have the Saints, the Pats, the Falcons, the Seahawks, the Niners, and the Cardinals. Yeah, they really they really have a pretty pretty tough few weeks coming up in front of them. So basically, the Niners is the only week that they might have a chance. I think. Yeah. Um, okay, so Jerry's out on Jared Goff. Yeah. Anything uh, else you want to talk about this week, Greg? Before we kind of, um, you know, go further into uh, or go into next week. Uh, not much. I liked the atmosphere last night in uh, Mexico City. That was interesting. I didn't realize how much higher altitude it was, and they thought that was going to be a big concern, but it seemed like everybody was doing fine. So that kind of surprised me because they were talking about how it's like two thousand feet above Denver's Mile High Stadium. And the only other thing is just how bad the Bengals are this year and how Marvin Lewis has to get fired this year, right? Yeah, Bengals stink. Um, like, he's had all these – he's like the Jeff Fisher of the bang, like the AFC North coaches. He can do kind of like 500 seasons, squeak into the playoffs a few times, never win in the playoffs. And they're just like, yeah, we'll keep you around. Yeah, I feel like that gives Jeff Fisher a lot of credit. <laughs> um, but – yeah, I, I think that um, <laughs> I think the Bengals stink. Um, I I kind of was expecting them to be a contender again this year. Yeah. Um, they lost AJ Green now too, so it, it's going to be a, a rough, you know, couple weeks There's and then subsequent You could like come back at the end of the season, but why? Why would you even risk that at the end of the season? Just no, I just just lock it down. Like you know what yeah, I mean? Like the IRR, he's done for the year. Keep your stars healthy. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, Greg, as the great Kenny Loggins once said. And uh, I think that this one's, you know, a fold them kind of year. Yeah, you got to. Okay, uh, week 12 in the NFL. Uh, America's favorite tradition, the the Thursday foot, the Thursday Thanksgiving games. Uh, we have them starting at 1230. Got some good this games week. this year. We do. We do have some good games this year. Uh, 12.30, the games start Vikings at Lions in uh, in Detroit. Um, the Lions are favored by two and a half points, hmm. which is a little, little interesting. Uh, I wonder, I, I guess Vegas has really kind of jumped off of the, uh, jumped off of the Vikings bandwagon. Um, Vikings are away. So, we'll, you know, we'll see what happens. But what do you have here, Greg? Do you think that the, uh, do you think that, you know, Bradford and Co. can can come in here to Michigan and, and, and ruin Turkey Day for the for the Lions. Or do you think that Stafford uh, and the boys from Michigan bring this one home? I'm gonna go with Stafford and uh, the Lions bring it home for the fans, uh, just because Vikings have not looked that great to me. They had a decent game last week, but still, Detroit just seems like they're it's their year to maybe capture the NFC North. They've shown that they can compete. They've won the close games. I think all their wins have been by less than a touchdown. So Stafford's looking pretty good. Uh, that offense is kind of starting to go. He's getting com- more comfortable with Bolden, Marvin Jones Jr., and Golden Tate every single week. And they're even doing some interesting things with Ebron, their tight end. He had a one-yard run this past weekend. So I think they take it on a turkey day in Detroit and give the fans an early gift on that day. It's going to be interesting here because I uh, it, it's going to be the battle of a good offense in the Lions versus a good defense in the Vikings, and then subsequently the battle of a terrible offense <laughs> in the Vikings versus a terrible defense in the Lions. Um, I don't know. I'm going to go with the Vic- I'm going to go. With, excuse me. I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. They're four and one at home. Uh, I think that the the uh, 
I think that last week's Vikings performance will not be on defense will not be duplicated. Yeah, no. Uh, they really kind of bailed out uh, that team and, and won the game there. So I, I feel like the Lions are going to take this one. Uh, it's a big, big divisional game. So this is going to kind of decide a couple things here, uh, as you know, provided the Packers don't also kind of sneak in. But I'm taking the Lions at home on Thanksgiving, the early game. Are you trying to tell me 100-yard interception return touchdowns are not a common thing in the NFL? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb there. Uh, that's my. That's my uh, corner to die on, Greg. So you know, don't take that from me. <laughs> uh, okay, Redskins at Cowboys, 4:30 game. The Redskins are six three and one. Cowboys are nine and one. Uh, Dallas is favored by a touchdown, Greg, uh, at home at 4.30 on Thanksgiving. So who do you have? Do you have the Cousins Psychopaths or do you have the Dak Attack and Zeke Bandwagon, uh, you know, continuing to roll on through Arlington? Man, this is a hard one just because there's a part of me that wants to see Dallas lose just because they're 9-1. and But then there's that other logical side of my brain that says, hey, your team needs the lower half of your division to keep losing so they have a better chance. I'm going to go, I mean, after these past few weeks, I can't pick against Dallas. I got to go Dak attack just because they've been so good. It's ridiculous how good they've been. Their defense has even been good. It makes no sense at all. I kind of want there to be some a loss here or there just to throw some controversy in with Tony Romo. But it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and after seeing that freakish video of Zeke Elliott eating cereal like a psychopath also, I think that psychopath wins over Kirk Cousins. Right yeah, I, uh, I'm i also picking Dallas. I think that where I just can't uh, – I, I can't pick against Dallas while something special is happening, you know, until they prove me wrong. And I think that everyone's kind of prepared for the, you know – Dak Prescott looks like a rookie, and Zeke Elliott, you know, maybe doesn't get it going, and, you know, the offensive line, you know, doesn't have, like, their greatest performance ever. So, you know, maybe after a big win and three days rest and all this kind of stuff might might add up to a, uh, a Cowboys loss, but I just don't see it. <laughs> I just think that the Cowboys are going to win this game. I think they're the better team. They look like they could uh, go, like, 14-2, and 15-1 and one based off their schedule. Yeah, I mean, who else do they have coming up? They got the Vikings next week. They have the Giants the following week after that. Uh, the Bucks, which I guess could throw maybe a wrench in there if they play well. The Lions and the Eagles. I mean, so they don't have easy games, but they don't have games that you look at and go, there's no way they have a chance. They're going to lose either to the Redskins this week or to the Giants in a couple of weeks because the Giants always manage to ruin everybody's fun. Um, they're the worst, and I hate them. I think the Eagles uh, have a chance on that last game just because Dallas and Eagles seem to always flip-flop. One, they always seem to split the series every year. Very rarely does one take both games. Yeah. Okay, so we're both picking the Cowboys. Um, yeah. Late game, 8.30 p.m. Eastern time, Steelers at the Colts. The 5-5 five and five Steelers are favored by three points over the 5-5 five and five Colts at home. Um. Indianapolis has never lost on Thanksgiving, Greg. That's something I learned today. Uh, so do you think that that trend continues, or do you think that Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers go in and beat up on Andrew Luck and the Colts in Indianapolis? Well, James, I'm going to go with the Steelers mainly for two reasons. One, I think they're actually just plain out simple, the better team. 
Uh, ben Roethlisberger gets that offense going. Uh, there's not many teams, I feel, in the league that can stop it. And then two, we're not guaranteed Andrew Luck in this game. He's going through concussion protocols. Uh, he didn't pass yesterday. So he's iffy for the game on Thursday. If he doesn't play, there's no chance the Colts win. So I'm going to go Pittsburgh, uh, mainly for the fact of those two reasonings. But even if Luck does play, I still think I would have leaned towards Pittsburgh because Big Ben's come back from that knee injury. Uh, and I think that Pittsburgh offense is going to keep getting better and better every week. Yeah, I'm going to go with Pittsburgh as well. Uh, I just think that the Indianapolis team, it, it just is not uh, is not up to snuff here. I think that 5-5 five and five is, is a decent record, but I just don't believe in them. Um, Frank Gore has looked good the last couple of weeks. I'll give him that. And uh, Andrew Luck is always is a wild card, but... Uh, I just think that it, it just screams to me of that 8.30 p.m. Um, NBC primetime game where the Steelers just, you know, torch the Colts. So. Everybody's uh, I'm going, Yeah, I'm going Steelers in this one, Greg. And I think it's appropriate that on Thanksgiving we agree on these on these picks. I think that we need to be a little bit more thankful for yeah, We're coming together. Pilgrims yeah, in India. Exactly. We're sharing, we're sharing the table. We're agreeing. We're, we're going to separate our differences and – Focus on the positives. Yep. Um, okay, cool. Moving on to Sunday. We have two games we want to talk about on Sunday. The first one is actually at 4 o'clock. Not a lot of great early games on, if I'm going to be totally honest with you. No. Um, but it's at 4 o'clock uh, on Sunday. Seahawks at Buccaneers. Um, the 7-2 and two Seahawks, Greg. Don't forget uh, that one. That tie is important, James. Seven two and one Seahawks against the five and five Bucks. The Seahawks are favored by five and a half points going into Tampa. So, Greg, what do you think? Do you think the Seahawks beat uh, beat up on the Bucks? Do you think that Jameis uh, gets a big signature win at home? Uh, I'm going to go with a bit of a shocker here. I'm going to go Tampa Bay gets the surprising win this weekend, only for this reasoning because the Seahawks have had to travel to the East Coast for that late Sunday night game against the Pats, which is an emotional win. Then back to the West Coast to face the Eagles. Got a few bumps and bruises. Uh, CJ Procise, their running backs, out. Then uh, now they have to travel back to the East Coast again for a 4 o'clock game, which isn't as bad as a 1 o'clock game for them, you know, with the players getting ready for it. But still, a lot of traveling going on. Tampa Bay's look decent. I think Jameis and that team can have a decent game. Mike Evans has looked phenomenal. He's one of the top three receivers right now in the league. Doug Martin's back. Uh, if they can get a running game going just to kind of divert that pass rush, I think they have a, have a shot here. So I'm going to go Tampa Bay in the upset just because I need to make some picks that I don't think you're going to make. Yeah, I'm definitely taking the Seahawks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's no doubt. Uh, I just am going to go with the I'm going to go with the three upper echelon teams against worst teams. Uh, the Buccaneers are one and four at home. Um, Jameis struggles against good defenses. Uh, Russell Wilson is good at football. So those are the things that the sun rises every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Those are the things that make me think that Seattle will take this one against Tampa Bay. And I don't really have much, much data to back Something me up. To say about that. All right. Yeah. Uh, this is the game that's interesting to me though. Chiefs at Broncos, uh, the seven and three chiefs against the seven and three Broncos. Denver's favored by 3.5 at home here at mile high stadium. So Greg, uh, big divisional ra- big divisional game here. Who do you think takes it? Uh, the Andy Reeds or the Gary Kubiaks? 
Well, I mean, if it was an eating contest, flat out the Andy Reeds. But it's not an eating contest. Uh, Thanksgiving's over. Uh, he'll just be snacking on leftovers. But I still think the Chiefs surprisingly come into Mile High Stadium and take the W away from the Broncos, forcing them to kind of panic a little bit because they're going to be like, okay, 7-4, and four, still have a chance for the wild card. Very good chance, but it's going to be some doubt in the back of that mind. Trevor Simeon might start questioning himself a little more. I think he's going to have a bad game. The Chiefs' defense has been playing well. Uh, and Alex Smith, I think, picks up uh, two rushing touchdowns is my prediction. I'm also going with the Chiefs, man. You know I'm a Chiefs believer. Uh, Dude, I love I the Chiefs. You do it. I love the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Chiefs are going to win. I think they're just like a good professional football team. And, uh, you know, I think that this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, you know, the Broncos defense is obviously very, very good. But the Chiefs offensive line is excellent. Um, so I'm going with the, the, the Chiefs here. Uh, again, you know, at in Denver, uh, that, that may, gives me a little pause. But um, I think this is an interesting divisional game, and I think the Chiefs are going to pull it out. Nice. Uh, okay, we picked basically every single every single every th- single thing the same except uh, you picked the Bucks over the Seahawks. So yeah, good about this week, Greg. It's pretty surprising how much on track we were with each other. I think that this time at this point of the year we kind of know what these teams are, you know. Um, That's true. But who knows? You know, I, this is uh, it, it, it's the NFL. Crazy things happen. I think that we have a big, uh, uh, you know, a big couple weeks coming up here, especially in terms of the wild card implications. So it's, it's exciting. We do. And we also have a big guest picker of the week, James. Good, yeah, let's hear him, man. Good uh, leeway into that. So our guest picker this week, he's a good buddy of ours. Uh, I caught him while he was at the gym yesterday. So, you know, I appreciate him just doing it and busting a sweat out while he made his picks. We have a good friend, Hootie, coming on. So let's take a listen to Hootie's picks. The Hoot. Hey guys, this is Greg from the Sports Dance. Coming with you with the guest picker of the week. He's joining us live from the gym, breaking a sweat. It's Hootie. Hey everybody, excited to be here this week and uh, join you for some good football talk. Yeah, I mean, thank you for joining us, breaking a sweat, doing what you do, lifting those weights, getting ripped. Yeah, you know, you got to do that. You're getting ready for December, the Christmas season. There's a lot of things going on, and you got to make sure you're in tip-top shape yeah, for you those got... turkey, turkey dinners. Yeah, a lot, a lot of fatty foods coming to us in the next month and a half. You got to make sure you're doing whatever you can to work it off. Oh, definitely. I'm a professional, you know. I love food. I'm a carnivore. You know, I know exactly what to go for. That's good to know. Uh, maybe we should have some expert food picks later on. Just saying. That might be your next segment. Just saying. It might be. All right, so you're going to make some picks for us this week. Uh, just so you know, Hootie, guest picks have been doing pretty well for us this year. Oh, really? Well, I hope I can add to that tradition. Yeah, hopefully. So we got three games on the docket. First one up, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts Thursday night after you've had the tryptophan turkey, both teams 5-5. Five and five. Who are you rolling with? I think i got to go with Big Ben and the Steelers. I think that... He has something he wants to prove. I've always been a big fan of what he does, and I think he's a good guy. And I think he's back with a vengeance. I just think the Colts are kind of lackluster. They just don't have that spark. Andrew Locke, he's just kind of, in my opinion, mediocre. And I don't think he's really got the goods. And I don't think he's ever really been able to, to really prove that on a consistent basis. You know, Big Ben has some proof behind his pudding, per se. Ooh, I love it. Love the food references. Love talking down, taking down Andrew Luck. Hot takes all over the place coming from the gym. 
I'm loving it. <laughs> Alright, so this next game I know is going to be a little hard for you to choose. Because, you know, I know you're a big Pats fan. But Pats at the Jets. You know, 8-2 New England versus 3-7 Jets. Pretty impressive record out of the New York Jets. I gotta say, I think the Jets are a scary team. And, you know, there's several reasons behind this. You don't know, you know, the condition of Gostowski. You know, you don't know what's going on with him. He's missing a lot of field goals, a lot of extra points. What's what's the true... Is he injured? What's going on with that? Bronk potentially has a, some sort of issue with his lung. What's the issue with that? They traded Jamie Collins. You know, how has that affected the defense in this past week's game? The first half of the game was kind of scary. I mean, they their defense couldn't stop anything. Yeah, it didn't obviously, look so good at first. Yeah, and obviously the other team started getting tired in the third and fourth quarter where the Patriots still had some juice left in the tank. So I think the Patriots have a lot of problems, but they have Tom Brady at the helm. And Bill Belichick, he's able to produce games to their strengths and their abilities. And I think what he did while Tom was gone was truly amazing. I mean, he made their third game of the season. He made a whole game around a college quarterback, and they played a college bowl game. Yeah. that's That speaks a lot about who they are. But the Jets always play hard. Teams in that, in that division always play the Patriots hard. Miami, the Bills. And you never know what you're going to get. So I would love to say I think the Patriots are going to win, but I think it's going to be a brawl. I think it's going to I think it's going to go back and forth, and I really don't know. But I, but I got to go with the Patriots. I think they have Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah, if you have Tom Brady in your back pocket, a uh, pretty good thing to have. Not going to lie. Might not like the guy on my end, but I got to respect his ability. Definitely, I agree. All and, right. Uh, you, can't, you can't take it from granted for the Jets. No. You know? It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen. Exactly. All right, last and certainly not least, we got the Sunday night game. Uh, Kansas City just had that terrible loss to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at home to drop to 7-3 and three versus the Denver Broncos who are also 7-3. and three. It's a battle for second place right now in the AFC West. I mean, it's clearly a big game, and they're both going to put their best foot forward. The question to me is, does Alex Smith really have what it takes to get it done this year? And I don't know. And to be honest with you, I don't think he's had stellar performances. I think their record somehow shows a better team than I think they really are. It's that I think defense. Alex Smith has, I think Alex Smith has issues. You know, he's, he's not been throwing, in my opinion, very well. But, you know, you look at the Broncos, are they that much better? Is their quarterback, is he played with issues too? I mean, he's young, inexperienced. You know, I don't know. I got to say, though, I've always been a Bronco fan, so I think I got to go with the Denver Broncos. I think I think they're going to pull it out. I think it means more to them than, than it does to the Kansas City. Yeah, so that defense, it's going to be a battle of the defenses, I feel like, with uh, Kansas City's defense really helping them out this year. Oh, definitely. So All right. I think, I think it's gonna, it's gonna be another battle, you know. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Well, you know, we appreciate you joining us from the gym, breaking that sweat, getting ready for Turkey Day, getting ready for that stuffing, cranberries, uh, all that good stuff. Oh yeah, any anytime, anything for you. Yeah. Well, we appreciate it, and you know, thanks for joining us for the guest picks. Uh, hopefully, hey. you do well. Uh, keep up the tradition of good guest pickers. Uh, I, I hope. I hope so. Yeah, you have yourself a good turkey day, my friend. Thanks. I wish everyone the same, and have a great holiday. Great. Thank you. <laughs> Love that. Guy. All right. There you go. Yeah. Uh, cool, man. Some good analysis by him. He uh he shocked me. He even asked if I was surprised. I was. 
I mean, <laughs> he's very proud. Of I gave himself. I gave I gave him the nice easy toss up of uh, Pats versus uh, the Jets, which he analyzed pretty hardcore and almost I think went with the Jets. He was debating it. He thought about it. Um, okay, I think that's a wrap on football for this week, Greg. Anything else you want to touch on? No, not really. Okay. Um, I sound disappointed, but roll... I'm... <laughs> yeah. Let's roll over to. Do you want to do NBA? Or you want to do college? Uh, let's do NBA because I know we don't have much there. We don't have much there. I always wanted to highlight a couple of things. Um, the Cavaliers continue to be the, the toast of the East, and the Hawks and Bulls uh, are hanging around. You've been surprised at the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls have surprised uh, me. That chemistry between Rondo, Wade, and Butler kind of actually worked, and it's not something I thought that would. Yeah. Rondo's a head case, and after seeing how everything went with him in Dallas and in uh, Sacramento, did not think it was going to work well with Wade. I thought they were going to butt heads and kind of you know differ, and then Jimmy Butler was just going to stand in the background looking like he always does, confused, and not really saying much. So I didn't think that was going to totally work, but it has. I think that this is going to be the same situation as last year where you have like Cleveland above everybody, and then you have a big mass right in the middle of teams that are you know, very similar records. And you can already see it. I mean, granted, it's so, so early in the season, but I don't know. You can already see, like, every single, like, the two through the six seed right now has either nine or eight wins. Yeah, I mean, right now, if the playoffs started today, the Chicago Bulls would be the third seed. Right. So I, I think it's going to continue like this a little bit. Um, you know, you're going to have a massive teams, probably like four or five teams kind of right in a very similar record uh, area. So I think it's going to be interesting. The one thing that uh, the, the Bucks are kind of right now uh, on the outside looking in, uh, I would like to see them kind of turn that around a little bit. And uh, keep your eye out on the Orlando Magic. I know that that's like a crazy, crazy thing for me to say. Yeah, it's it's a it. weird team, um, but, you, but with Serge Ibaka, you actually have like some professionalism in there. And uh, I'm a big Aaron Gordon fan. I think that that, I think that, that guy is going to figure it out. Um, so keep an eye on the Magic. Yeah, I think the biggest shock to me in the East so far has been just how poor Miami and Washington both have been. Washington's tough, man. Like, that's a bad team. And uh, I don't know. They've got – they have, like, some of the – they have, like, the most talented backcourt in the entire East, you know, if you ask me. Yeah, I figured the um, Wall-Beal combination along with uh, Gobert – not Gobert, is it? The Polish Hammer. Uh, it's uh, – oh, no, I'm blanking on it. Um, that's what yeah. I understood. God. Is it something with a G? Oh, yeah, Gortat. Thank you, thank Gortat. you. Gortat, that's what it is, not Gobert. Gobert is Utah. So, yeah, I figured those three would kind of keep them uh, around 500 at least or a little above, and it just hasn't been pretty. Yeah, maybe we'll turn it around. Uh, you know, they have fans crying at the games, James. They have little young boys crying at their games because of how bad they are. Yeah, I don't blame them. Yeah. Um, okay, on the other side of the Western Conference, um, the, the the most impressive thing to me so far has been the Clippers' pace. You know they've really uh, they've really turned it on, and uh, they've done it a lot with their bench unit. Um, what the Clippers do, uh, or at least ha- have have tried to do in the beginning of the season, is they'll do like um, they'll do like hockey substitutions, where they're like they'll just do like they'll whip out like a full bench line, and, like take all their starters out rather than leaving in like Chris Paul or Blake Griffin to like anchor the bench they'll just throw out you know 
Jamal Crawford, Raymond Felton, Austin Rivers, Wesley Johnson, Emery Spates. And uh, there's just a lot of scoring in that uh, in that lineup. And I think that the thing with the benches, if you can, the biggest thing with the bench, your bench in the NBA is if you can score, um, then you're in good shape, you know. Um, so I think that's like a really good professional basketball bench uh, that the Clippers have, and and they just haven't had that that style of contribution. Uh, most Bates is huge for them. Yeah, um, this have not had that much contribution in the last uh, in the last couple of years, so they still got you know they still have weird weird people on their team. Austin Rivers still there. Austin Rivers is still there. It, you know, Doc Rivers still continuously goes for you know uh, Eastern Conference semi All Stars from like the mid to early late two thousands. <laughs> so I don't really totally understand it, but. Uh, you know, it's working right now. I don't so get what you mean. Paul Pierce isn't like a legit contender player. Like he can't just lock people down anymore. No, I I love Paul Pierce probably more than most things in life. But I, uh, I, I you know, he's not he's not walking through that door. I'll tell you that much. But uh, yeah, no, Clippers have definitely uh, been on a nice pace, uh, keeping ahead of the Warriors. They won't actually play the Warriors until December seventh. So. That'll be a game to watch, though, if they can keep this uh, up right now and have it be the two of those at the, as the top two teams. And then you have them facing the Cavs also on December 1st, which will be another kind of test of how good they really are. Yeah, I'm interested to see uh, see those big-time matchups December 7th that will be circled on my calendar. Uh, Anything yeah. else you want to touch on, Greg, in the NBA? In the NBA, there's not a whole lot going on right now. It's still early in the season, so there's not tons like to t- discuss. Uh, Joel Embiid of the Sixers has looked really good still, so you got to trust that process. Uh, besides that, not too much I can uh, really connect with right now that I'm like, ooh, I got to talk about that. But yeah, Joel Embiid, looking pretty good to me. Cool, man. I like it. I like it. Okay, cool. Uh, moving on. What do you want to talk about next? Uh, college football, just because it's getting down to the final few weeks. It's a rivalry week in college football, so you have all the big matchups, Michigan-Ohio State. You have Alabama, Auburn, you know, those key games that every year you hear, like something crazy usually coming out of. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. A lot of potential meaning in the Big Ten right now for uh, who's going to play in the conference championship could be decided this weekend. Really depends on, I have to remember how it is. So right now, the Big Ten East is basically where all the focus is. You have the Big Ten West has Nebraska and Wisconsin. A lot of people believe Wisconsin is going to take that division and meet in the Big Ten Championship. The question is, who's it going to be against? It's going to be against either Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. So basically the scenario goes, if Ohio State beats Michigan, then Penn State has to beat, I believe it's, I forget who they're playing this week. They have a cake game this week. So if they win, and Michigan loses, Penn State will be in the Big Ten Championship. But if Penn State loses and Ohio State wins, Ohio State will be in the Big Ten Championship. And then if Michigan beats Ohio State, Michigan's in it. So there's a few different scenarios that can go on where you can have one of three teams. And it will really kind of decide who's going to be in the college football playoffs. A lot of people think there will be at least two teams from the Big Ten now after all the random losses. So it's going to be exciting. You have Alabama, who's basically just has to get past a decent Auburn team to lock up the number one seed. Then you have Clemson, who will probably win, because Louisville now won't even be a contender. And then you have uh, 
Washington who's going to try to sneak in. So it's going to be an interesting final few weeks. I'm curious, especially for tonight, to see what the top four is going to be. A lot of people think right now it's going to be Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, and Clemson. So you would have a number two versus three matchup this weekend with one of them getting knocked out of the playoffs contention completely. So it's going to be exciting, James. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm, uh, I'm of the mindset that I think that uh, it's similar to how I think that baseball is more interesting when the Red Sox and Yankees are good and, uh, and football is more interesting when the Cowboys uh, and the Patriots are good. I think that college football is more interesting when, you know, the Mich- when Michigan and Ohio State are good. Yeah, especially when you got uh, two big personality coaches at each one with uh, Harbaugh and Urban Myers. Yeah, definitely. So uh, I'm going to be keeping an eye out on this game coming up uh, on Saturday. This is going to be really the, where my focus is, is to see this two-versus-three matchup. I think this is the first real test that Michigan will actually face. Um, uh, you know, big rivalry game, late in the season, playoff implications. This is everything that you want college football to be. So uh, that that's the one that uh, I have my eye on. Yeah, I even had a conversation on Twitter this past week with a few people about this whole situation and what we think it's going to end up being. Basically, we all had something different, and we all basically said next Sunday we'll have a better idea. But right now, I'm going to guess it's going to go my top four. It's probably going to end up being Alabama. I'm going to go Ohio State. Is going to beat Michigan. Then I'm going to have Clemson as my three team. And then I'm going to have Washington sneaking in as the Pac-12 champion if they can take that home in a week or two. And if they can do all that, beat Washington State this week because I think they're top 25. And then if they face Colorado in the Pac-10 championship, it's another top 15 team. Look good on the resume. I think that punches their ticket in. And I don't think two Big Ten teams make it. I think Michigan gets left out after having a great, great season. Okay. You're out of here first. All right, yeah. guys. Uh, is there anything else we want to uh, we want to tackle before we uh, before we get out of here, Greg? Uh, don't we ha- didn't we have a big NHL segment? <laughs> yes, we did. It's coming right. Oh man, I think uh, I think I missed it. Sorry, my cue. Oh yeah, I oh, guess cool. we'll just have to skip it next time. Uh, next time. Besides that, uh, the only thing I care about that happened in the news lately was uh, the U.S. Men's National Team coach got fired. Finally, Jurgen Klinsmann. Goodbye. So, hey, you know, is what it is. Yeah, I talked to my um, brother because uh, he's a big soccer guy and works with the U.S. national team with his company. And I was just like, yeah, so what's the thought? He goes, yeah, we're all kind of happy, but we also had an idea of it was coming and who the new coach is going to be. So I was like, oh, thanks for the heads up. I thought I had an insider. Guess not. Gotcha. <laughs> um, okay. It's scintillating stuff, Greg. I know. So – uh, that that's it for us here in the sports stance. Um, you know, good good episode this week, Greg. Yeah, flew by a little bit. We gave the people a little shorter to read so they didn't fall asleep after that trip to Fane. It's all good, but I uh, just want to say to from all of us here at the sports stance, happy Thanksgiving. Have a wonderful and safe holiday, and uh, we are looking forward to seeing all of you guys next week. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Enjoy your time with friends, families, whatever you do. Enjoy the games. Uh, bulk up on all that turkey and goodness. Mashed potatoes especially. Have a safe one, guys. Talk soon.